Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Whoa! Whoa! Happy Halloween! <laughs> what was that, Nicole? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Embarrassment for your children. Yeah, I know. Was. <laughs> What's going on here? Hey, everybody. It's October 29th, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by Vice President of McKinney Flavel, Nicole Thomas. Hello, Nicole. Hey, Michael. How's it going? <sighs> Pretty good. You're about as excited for Halloween as my son is. Oh, my God. I love yeah. Halloween. I, yeah. You know, listeners know that uh, Stella and Nate's one of their favorite holidays. And yes. And they get to dress up, and it's going to be cool, and... Nate is a elf wizard, and uh, Stella's oh, awesome. going to be an angel. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. She, she's 11, so she, I think she's like, Dad, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she's round in that corner. She's she's about, you know, at that back-snatching age, uh, yeah. you remember. Now, my, my son, well, you know, you know how we do in my yeah, household. Um, I do. And he's concerned none of the kids will know who he is. Can you guess, uh-huh. can you guess who he's dressing up as? <sighs> I mean, they're going to go something with Marvel mm-hmm. uh, or something a little uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Krueger was closer. Uh, he's going to uh, be Chucky. Ah, that's yes, good. yes, that's good. a child's play. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nobody's going to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of, the, none of the kids will have any idea. <laughs> What's up with that hair, man? Oh. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is you're going to get a call about uh, 905 from the school (laughs) (laughs) saying to come pick up your kid. Hey, the only (laughs) rule was no weapons. And he absolutely will not have any weapons. No, that's good. And I mean, we're talking suspenders and a wig. That's that's not not too hardcore. So, I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Hopefully, everybody's going to enjoy their Halloween yes. and uh, whatever they're doing. So, enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure the candy industry will appreciate you guys getting out there and uh, support and treating. Yeah. Support it. Support it. That's always good. So, hey, Nicole, I thought today we would talk about the edible oils market, uh, something that is near and dear Very to your appropriate. Heart. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> talk about trouble, scary things. A horror show. This fits. Yes, a horror show. Yeah. So we thought we would give folks today a, a, a recap of kind of what's happening, what we're hearing. Yes. Uh, for you paid subscribers, go ahead and keep listening at the end. Uh, log on to that IQ platform and uh, get the premium content. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about uh, what's happening in the commercial markets and uh, go from there. If you're not an IQ subscriber, just reach out to us. Put you on a test drive. Yes. It's fast, furious. And awesome. So uh, we'll go from there. So, Nicole, why don't you give us a, a recap of uh, what's happening? So we, we start off by saying scary. Uh, yeah. That's arguably an understatement these days. So, you know, I guess probably the simplest way to look at it is to try to understand what's going on with the edible oils markets and, and why are they rising again? And, you know, even more so than what we've seen, you know, with most, with the exception of maybe wheat many of the other, at least grain or oilseed feedstock markets uh, came under a lot of pressure. So, you know, what's the the rationale behind some of this recent price strength and where where is it going to go? So I think I could probably sum it up in about four major factors. Okay. First one, you have uh, multifaceted supply issues across multiple markets. 
Uh, now, on one hand, folks may be looking at, you know, soybeans, especially looking at the U.S. soybean balance sheet and thinking, okay, U.S. crop was okay. You know, South America's getting planted. Uh, looks like they're going to have a big crop. Uh, surely this means prices will come under pressure. But if you're paying attention, you're noticing that despite soybean futures and, and, and soybean mill as well, actually, coming under a lot of pressure, that the soybean oil futures are going the other way and have been uh, consistently. And, you know, we've talked about some of the domestic issues and we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that in a moment. But one uh, key thing to consider, though, is that when you have problems across multiple uh, oil, uh, oil seed production regions globally, uh, these markets are very much interdependent on each other, especially globally. So what you're looking at isn't even necessarily just about soybean oil. What you're also seeing is the impact of palm oil. And, you know, we waited and waited and waited and kind of hoped that that production would, would improve because the weather's been fine. Right. No issues with the weather, but labor continues to create problems. Yeah. And meanwhile, not to jump ahead to the to the kind of second factor here, but you're you're seeing effectively a drawdown on stocks. So we looked at the end of September, end of November numbers should be coming out here soon. But at the end of September, we had a stock somewhere around uh, 1.7 million tons, and that was down from August, which is kind of weird because seasonally you would you know be seeing production come up a bit, all dependent on that demand, of course. And we're actually down from 2020. So it, we, we didn't get that big boost in production. Uh, and, and so that's been problematic in terms of palm oil uh, availability and ultimately pushing prices to record highs. You're looking at the Malaysian uh, palm oil futures and, you know, they <laughs> they're up there. Let's put it that way. Then on top of that, we, we all know the Canadian canola uh, crop took a big hit and the likewise impact on production of canola oil is going to be about a 26 percent year over year drop. Uh, that's based off the the current estimate anyway. So, you know, could be a little worse. Then you get into other oils, you know, the same issues that have impacted palm are also impacting PKO uh, in terms of its production, which also then affects coconut oil prices regardless uh, because of their substitutability. And, and even taking it a step further, uh, we had a pretty crappy safflower crop this year. So. Safflower oil <laughs> users are seeing it as well. And even though sunflower uh, production was was pretty good, you know, up this year, you, you have to worry about that substitution from safflower oil users that are saying, eh, well, maybe maybe I'll go to route of sunflower oil because I can't even get them to quote me safflower uh, beyond maybe Q1 uh, of next year at the moment. So you got all those production issues. On top of that, rising demand and from, you know, both the major categories. So from the food side and from the industrial side, i.e. biodiesel, renewable diesel, all that, all that fun stuff. Now, on the food side, you're basically seeing the substitution lead to a heavier reliance on whatever oil is available. And let me give you an example of that and how another market can impact things. So uh, hog margins had been pretty poor in China, accordingly, less, uh, you know, ramping, ramping up uh, slaughter, uh, but using less soybean mill. So 
combine that with the with some of the issues of uh, the last six weeks or so uh, with energy and consumption there and uh, and and attempt to pull back on that, you get less soybean oil production, which means ultimately you're either going to have to import more soybean oil or import more palm oil. Just told you what's going on with palm oil. So that doesn't necessarily help. Japan would usually be buying an abundance of canola oil from Canada. <laughs> Not as much of an option right now. So now they're looking at marginal producers to make up the shortfall as well as looking for substitutable products. Bio, and then on the industrial side, you know, renewable diesel uh, and its growth in the U.S. may not be quite as strong as, you know, what what we're, we're, we're being told it ultimately will be. And unfortunately, visibility of that is incredibly limited. So it'll be one of those things we kind of find out about later. But broaden that out even beyond the U.S. and start thinking about the global market and, you know, biodiesel consumption in Europe, still using those vegetable oils as a feedstock. So ultimately, the, the demand pool then gets spread across fewer oils or less volume of each of those oils. So that's the second factor. Third factor, energy prices. So <laughs> crude oil, way up in the 80s, a barrel. Haven't seen those numbers in a long time. Yeah. But when that happens, it tends to pull along soybean oil as well. And that's when we start to see those correlations kind of strengthen between the movement of those soybean oil futures with those crude oil futures. And again, if petroleum-based diesel price is rising, that's also going to uh, impact biodiesel or renewable diesel consumption as well. So all of that playing into prices. And then number four is a little more obscure, but that, that fourth factor is, you know, how speculators view the economy and where they want to put money accordingly. Now, we've seen, you know, quite a sharp drop in speculative uh, interest in, you know, pretty much all of these commodity markets from where it was, we'll call it earlier this summer, late spring, early summer. But you look at something like GDP, third quarter was just 2% in the U.S., that's down from, you know, 6.7% in the second quarter of this year. So we've, we've got some slowing going down and kind of counter to what you would expect from an economy that is, you know, on the, on the flip side, so to speak, of COVID. And I don't know, maybe those long lines at fast food restaurants have something to do with that. But uh, ultimately, you know, why that matters is trying to consider how they're going to read that and, and if that may lead them again to, to park a little money in the commodity. So all these things <laughs> are impacting edible oils prices. And this podcaster is of the belief that we're probably going to see some record setting levels for futures and, and uh, cash prices for these oils. And yes, I'm saying that uh, even after what we've experienced for the last nine months. So that was nice and spooky. That was yeah, pretty scary, wasn't was it? Spooky. See, this is worse than any movie <laughs> you would see on Shudder. Oh, my God. And I mean, from a fear standpoint, not can necessarily you, quality. Can turn on the lights? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but you know what? You know, you know, it can help help you sleep a little better at night. Nightcool? Well, yeah. <laughs> A night light, a night light. Of a sorts. night light. Okay. You know what okay. that night? You know what that metaphor for metaphorical? There you go. <laughs> night you got light it. is. I know. I just had to work on it. 
It's called IQ. Ah. And yes. it's a, a platform for people to get a lot of information, including an edible oils monthly ah. publication that covers most of these oils, as well as regular commentary on some of these other oils that will help you stay informed. Oh my gosh. Um, you just turned on the light. And help you explain this inflation. See, that's the part I think I should focus on. Not just help you be aware of what's going on, but explain it to those that, who aren't necessarily watching that's it right. on a regular basis. Make but want you to report me. on it. Yes. You make yes. it easy. You that's just turned on the light for me. Thank yes. you. Uh, yes. That's awesome. You feel better? I do feel, I feel better. better. Thank you. Yeah. Can, I, uh, can I get a subscription to IQ, please? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> it's so even, easy. even, even from a budget standpoint, I would I say know. that's pretty much on the low end. If it'll I heard help you do forecast, you do you forecast. Know, we do forecast and oh all that gosh. fun stuff. And so, hey, if you're not a subscriber, reach out to us. We'll put you on. Yes, yeah. drive. Yeah, and then you're just like, can I sign up today, please? Right. All right. Well, we're going to let everybody go. Enjoy your Halloween, as I always like to say. Live with an attitude of gratitude, and enjoy every minute and moment with your friends and family. Be safe out there. And until next time, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.